Hello and welcome to the What Are We Even Doing Here podcast, a podcast that seeks to answer the question of what are we even doing here from a biblical perspective. We are part of the Christian Podcast Community. Check out this and so many great other podcasts at ChristianPodcastCommunity.org. My name is Daryl, and the Word of God says in Deuteronomy 5, starting in verse 8, You shall not make for yourself a carved image or any likeness of anything that is in heaven above, or that is on the earth beneath, or that is in the water under the earth. You shall not bow down to them or serve them, for I, the Lord, your God, am a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the fathers on the children to the third and the fourth generation of those who hate me, but showing steadfast love to thousands of those who love me and keep my commandments. And this is the word of God. Now, I know many of you that listen to this podcast regularly know that I've already done an episode on the second commandment. And if that relates to shows we watch or movies we watch or productions or pictures, anything that has an image of Jesus. But I wanted to revisit this because recently I posted something both on Twitter and Facebook that uh, has more on Facebook started a conversation. So I just want to read what I wrote on there. And if you bear with me while I pull it up. This is, this is what I wrote. I I said, I don't understand how a Christian would want to play the role of Jesus in a production. They are playing the role of God. In many productions, it is not like they are even just reciting scripture. Lines are made up. Doesn't seem right to me. So that's what I put. Nothing really necessarily where I quoted the, the second commandment, but it definitely relates to this. And, and the reason that that was on my mind is because, again, I'm seeing a lot of posts and people that are recommending watching this show called The Chosen. And in that show, I've, I've seen clips just because they've come up on my feed and I just start watching. I don't didn't realize what it was at the, the first time I watched it, but I was just curious to see a scene. And yes, I do believe that it is. If you are an actor or you're, how can it not be a violation of the second commandment? And I'll get more into that. But from what I saw, it wasn't scripture. So they weren't even reciting word for word what the word of God says from Matthew, Mark, Luke, or John. So apparently the show The Chosen is following Jesus with his 12 disciples. But it's not even reciting scripture. So now you're adding to scripture. So I believe that's a problem too. So now, yes, we can watch shows for entertainment and maybe God can use a show like this or the movie The Passion of the Christ or these live shows, the live nativity scenes or there's a theater that's pretty popular uh, called Sight and Sound where they've done different Bible stories. They act them out with a huge production and they've also, I, I believe, done the Gospels. But when you don't just have the Word of God being read or preached, what you're doing is you're adding to it. So now you're adding lines in the word in the mouth of an actor that's playing Jesus. I, I I believe there's a problem with that. I do believe that's not scripture. It's not something we should do. Whether it violates the second commandment or not, I I believe it is a violation of the second commandment because now you're making an image. And no matter how you want to say that this is an image, it's an artistic rendering of Jesus. You, we do not know what he looked like. We don't know 
there's no pictures taken of him, paintings of him. There, there were paintings as history went on of what people think he looked like, and maybe the disciples might have described what he looked like to somebody else. That could be possible. But we do not have that in the Word of God. We do not have what Jesus Christ, fully God and fully man, look like. We don't know. So any image you make, whether it is a painting, a sculpture, a drawing, a crucifix, or an actor in TV, somebody you pick and you try to make them look what you think Jesus looked like, it's going to be false, it's going to be a lie. Now, you might say, well, Daryl, there's there's biopics that, you know, movies that are biograph- biographical of people in history, like, you know, George Washington, or maybe they made a movie even of Martin Luther. They made movies about Martin Luther with different actors in it. So, and, and we know what Martin Luther looked like. There were paintings of him. But he is not God. He is a man. But here's the thing, when you, if you've seen these movies with Martin Luther, right, and you've never seen a picture, an actual picture of Martin Luther, how can you not see the movie, hear about him, and not picture Martin Luther looking like, uh, I forget the actor that played him, not Ray Fiennes, I think it was Ray Fiennes' brother that played him in one of the, one of the Martin Luther movies. But how can you not think of that guy as Martin Luther, and certain scenes that we've seen, you know, where he's before the, um, the, the Diet of Worms, where he says, here I stand, I can do no other. I, I'm thinking of that right now. I know that's not Martin Luther, but I'm thinking of that. And as you're watching these movies, these biopics of other people, not not necessarily of Jesus, how can you not even a, for a split second think that this is what took place in, in the life of Martin Luther? So how can you, how can I, I'll just speak for myself, how can I watch a show like The Chosen and not even for a split second think, wow, this is what Jesus was doing with his disciples? When we don't have those scenes in the scriptures, we don't have those details in the Bible. I do believe that's a problem. We have the scriptures. If you want to know what the life of Jesus Christ was like, read Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. These guys wrote down what they seen, experienced, interviewed people. So we have that. And you know what? That's Breathed out by God is scripture. All scripture is profitable and breathed out by God. We have that in the word of God and it is sufficient. We don't need these other things. We don't need the movie, The Passion of the Christ or The Chosen in order to show people this is Jesus and then they come to the Lord. You know what? They're coming actually to a false Jesus. They're not coming to the real Jesus. The real Jesus is found in the scriptures, the word of God. From Genesis to Revelation, we can teach who God is. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. We have that in the scriptures. We do not need any other source. Now, has God used these other sources to bring people to himself? I'm sure he has. Maybe he has. God can do it. Does that mean we should use these sources to bring people to the Lord? I think we should be very cautious. Now, I'm, and I'm saying that as somebody who watched a movie, not a movie that had Jesus portrayed in it, but a, a Christian movie, and that's what God used to bring me to himself. So I'm not against that, but but we need to use what God has given us in the scriptures. So that movie that I watched that brought me to the Lord contained the gospel message in it. There was no false images of Jesus, so to say 
yes, God can use something like the Passion of the Christ. But you know what? I saw the Passion of the Christ years ago before I was be, became convicted of, of that we shouldn't do that. And I remember watching it and thinking, this is terrible. Not not terrible in the sense that this movie is bad, but terrible in the sense that it it, it, it is pretty graphic in its depiction of how the crucifixion went. But at the same time, I was thinking, this is nowhere near as horrible as it actually was. So you can't even capture, you can't even capture how terrible it was for our Lord when he was crucified. There's no way to recapture that. And it should not be recaptured. Because we have the accounts, what God wants us to know about it in the scriptures. We know how he was treated in the scriptures. We know what they did to him, piercing his hands and feet, running, sticking him in the side. We know what happened. We know why it happened. We don't need a movie to show us that. We don't need a play or a a production to show us that. And as far as the, the, the comment that I shared about an actor, I was asked one time at a vacation Bible school to play the part of Jesus just for like 10 minutes. And this was, again, before I was convicted of this, that it would be a second commandment violation. And I, I did not feel comfortable. How can you feel comfortable playing a part? Like, reading the scripture out loud, we're saying the words of Christ, but they're his words. When we read the Gospels, all of it's breathed out by God. So it can't not be his words. But to to play a part where I know it wasn't going to be what Jesus said, or I'm never going to act like him. Yes, we're called to be like Christ, but we will never be Christ. So as a Christian, to want to play that part, what? my mind I can't even wrap my mind around it why would I want to and then have people think possibly think of when they're praying to Jesus they're praying to how I portrayed him who wants to do that we can't be Christ an actor can't be and I know the actor knows they can't be that be you can't be Christ we are to be like Christ and I don't think that it honors Christ to make these movies. I really don't think it does, especially when his second commandment says not to make an image of him. We are not to make an image of God. Not to make, and you can say we're not, well, we're not worshiping, um, we're not worshiping the image. We're not making a picture and bowing down to the picture. But I'll tell you, some Roman Catholics do. We They bow before the cross when they come into church, genuflect. I've seen pictures or depictions of Jesus on paintings or pictures in people's houses. Crucifix have a sculpture or some kind of rendering of what they think Jesus looked like there. It's very dangerous. Uh, and it's not necessary. It is not necessary. And that's the, that's the thing. So when I when I post when I posted this, I got some pushback. Um and a lot of it, it was very friendly conversations, but why push back on this? I, I understand people that want to know more of why, because maybe they're not taught this. Maybe they just go along with what they've been taught and they see it in churches, you know, live nativity scenes, bus trips 
to to these productions, Sight and Sound, you know, group showings of the Passion or group showings watching the Chosen, which by the way I think is also produced by Bormans, which has enough problems in itself. But so having a discussion about this, I understand. But some people seem to be defending their position and they're they're wanting to have these depictions of Jesus, which I, do, I just don't understand. I, like, why defend that? Why, why not just have this conversation without being defensive? It, but people, and I don't know their hearts, but could it possibly be an idol that they're holding on to, that they want to have images? With a scripture, that people will say it's sufficient, but is it? Is it enough? Is it enough to have what God has said of how we are to know who Christ is through the word. So somebody wrote, uh, Jesus wasn't a blurred out image. He was a real, real live man walking on earth with a face and features. People knew him, walked with him, saw his features. They spoke of him. We may not know exactly what he looked like. Some people may have different images in their minds, but he had an image. He was physically here, present in a body. Those close to him described him and that's how we have come to to have some idea of what could have possibly what he could he possibly look like or been like well to that i would say we have the descriptions any description of him would be in the scripture anything that we can trust would be in the scripture or else you're following a tradition and we can't know if that tradition is true or not so and yes jesus god became a man took on flesh, the second person of the Trinity, took on flesh, but he never stopped being God. So to me, again, any image you make, any picture you make is going to be of God. You can't separate his humanness. Yes, fully human, but he is fully God. So you're still making an image of God. Like, I I don't know how you can get around that. You just can't. And then somebody else wrote, Jesus in human form is still God. He is never not God. Well, th- I'm sorry, that's my comment. <laughs> that's my back. Uh, somebody wrote, yeah, but that image, for me, it was watching the passion of Jesus. It brings you to your knees, tears to your eyes, as the words of the gospel are displayed in front of you. For me, I finally understood. It might not be accurate, as no one can really know what he actually looks like, God, but Jesus, being a man, and all they came and and all they came pretty close in that movie and i know that the bible what the bible says but jesus in human form was not god not in his human form like he was god but not god like we could never draw that and i don't think anyone would even try see that's there's so many problems in that statement cuz jesus is fully god and fully man so he's never not god and now he's never not man. He's fully God and fully man. And for a movie, to tears to your eyes and to your knees is powerful. It is. You know how many movies that aren't even about Jesus that bring tears to my eyes? Because they're a touching story. And yeah, we human beings are often touched by story and, and things that are sad and, and things that are tragic. Many things like that, when we see visually, make you cry and bring you to your knees. But for centuries, we didn't have movies. We didn't have pictures. And G- and God chose to reveal himself to us in the scriptures. 
And when we read the gospel and we just read it, isn't that enough to know what Jesus did through the word, through hearing the word preached, through through reading the scriptures to know that Jesus died for us? Isn't that enough to bring us to our knees, to bring tears to our eyes? Do we really need movies? I I don't I don't understand. I'll I'll read one more for you. I usually don't do this kind of thing, but but I'm passionate and I know there are well-meaning Christians that don't don't agree with me, and that's fine. We can we should have these discussions, but we should really look deep into why and 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 to who it is we worship, why we worship, who we worship. And rethink maybe something that was a tradition that we grew up with that maybe we don't need, that isn't necessary. Is it necessary? That's what is it necessary to have these movies, to have these shows? Has God used them to save people? Yes. God can draw a straight line with a crooked stick. And pretty much we're all crooked sticks. But bottom line, what has he truly given us to know him? What does he want us to read and to believe and to know? What means has he given us? Has he, has he said to show my movies? Or does he say to preach the word? Is it the word of God? Is it sufficient? Is the Bible enough? Or do we need these other things? So somebody else wrote, My understanding from this thread, based on the foundation of what you are saying, is that any depiction would be consistent with an image and that we are not to make an image or likeness of God. And then he quotes Exodus 20, verses 4 to 6, which is what I read from Deuteronomy about not making an image and bowing down to an image. And then he wrote, The, the flaw I see here based, is based on context. In the passage, the context is clearly that we are not to make an image of God or to be worshipped or to replace God. At the time of the commandments, the Messiah had not come and would not come for 1,400 years later. Historical context tells us that in the time they were written, I guess the Ten Commandments he means, it was commonplace for people, especially pagans, to build temples with giant carved statues to their gods and to worship the stone facade as if it were the divine being. I think there is definitely something to be said about false images. But I think the spirit of the commandment would would be consistent with would be consistent with someone who prayed to a photo of Jim Caviezel from the Passion. He's the actor that played Jesus in the Passion, but doesn't necessarily equate to the film itself. So I guess he's saying that the film itself is not a uh, a commandment violation. But if somebody had a photo of Jim Caviezel dressed up as Jesus and prayed to that. It would be a commandment violation. And then this person goes on to say, So the question becomes, is there a way to appropriately depict the person of Christ from the historical historical or artistic perspective? Or are all interpretations outside of the written word heretical? I would agree that the intent is a large part in how this is answered, and whether the depiction is in any way able to bring glory to God. So that was a well-thought-out question and well-thought-out response. But I would say that just because a commandment was written 1,400 years before Jesus came doesn't nullify the commandment. And Jesus being very God, truly God, and truly man, he cannot be God. So if the commandment says not to make an image of God, 
then we are not to make an image of Jesus, especially since we don't know what he looked like. So any image you make, like I said in the opening, is going to be a false image. And so the commandment still stands not to make an image. And as far as making a picture, uh, uh, worshiping a picture of Jim Caviezel, again, it, I think it would be very hard for any person to watch Passion of the Christ and not for, not for, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Not be able to pray to Jesus now or worship Jesus or sing to Jesus in church and not think about the image that you just saw in that movie, especially because it is a powerful movie. Um, so so you're going to have mental images of Jim Caviezel as Jesus or the guy from The Chosen as Jesus or the guy that was in the Sight and Sound show as Jesus or these pictures that you see, stained glass windows, crucifix, crucifixes. I mean, I'm trying not to even think of them in my head right now, but I know them because I've seen them. I grew up Roman Catholic, so I know what the cross looks like in the church that I grew up in. And I had a crucifix hanging in my room. So there's, and so, so people do pray to these images. People have a mental image. And I believe the commandment even forbids making mental images. Now, of course, when you read the scripture, your imagination is going to put pictures there. But we should not build an image, a mental image, I believe, even of Christ, even of Jesus, because he is God. So it's like making a mental image. When you read Genesis, it says, in the beginning, God... Are you thinking of anything? Because people have tried to, draw, to make drawings of what God the Father looks like, and we do not know at all what God the Father looks like. God is spirit, Jesus says, and those who worship him worship him in spirit and truth. So there's so many problems, so many things that can come up, so many issues with with this. Now again, let's have, if you disagree... Let's let's have a conversation about it because I would say I, I don't want to bind your conscience. I just want us to think about these things because maybe we haven't thought about these things. Maybe just because everybody else is doing it, there's other Christians doing it. Your pastor's showing chosen, and and you're going to a night a worship night or whatever where you're going to watch chosen together as a church family, and you just never thought about it. Like should we be doing this? Why don't we have a night where you read the gospel straight through? I don't know, but it, it comes down to, is your conscience pricked? Is that why there's some pushback on it, some defense? Because you're thinking, well, I don't have a problem with this, but I'm going to push back. Maybe, I don't know, and that's fine too, but we got to think about these things. If your conscience is clear, then your conscience is clear on this. If you watch these movies and you haven't thought about it and you don't want to think about it and your conscience is clear, then it, then it, it is clear. I mean, what I can't say anything more about it. I don't want to push you on it, but I just want us to think about these things. Please, think about. Do we need movies, shows, drawings, paintings, or any of these things of Jesus in order for us to grow, draw closer to Jesus? Or do we need what he has said in his word? The word of God is sufficient. The grass withers, the flower fades, but the word of our God stands forever. Man does not live on bread alone. 
Jesus says this, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. He said this when he was being tempted in the desert, and he's quoting scripture. He's, he's quoting scripture to answer Satan. I believe Jesus, God the Father sent the Son at the right, the fullness of time, and he picked that specific time that didn't have these means to where we could have videotaped his arrival and had a YouTube channel on the arrival of Christ. I know I'm going extreme here, but I believe there was a specific reason, specific times, why we don't have exact paintings of Jesus. Because what, maybe speculating, what would have happened is people, and we can see this in Roman Catholicism in, in a sense, people would, would start worshiping those pictures. People would start worshiping those items. Because Roman Catholicism, they have a whole thing of of items that they say this saint touched, this saint was here, this is the hair of this person, this is... So, I d- our hearts are idol factories, John Calvin says. And it's true. We make idols out of everything. So, just think about these things, please. Before I sign off, though, I just want to make one thing clear, that we are not saved by our works. So, yes, we should not make images of God, images of Jesus. I believe that is what the second commandment teaches. But we are saved not by keeping that law. We are saved by grace alone, through faith alone, in the finished work of Christ alone. Jesus fulfilled all commandments, every part of the law he fulfilled. So we... I don't want to come across as I'm being legalistic about this. I do believe, though, once we are saved, we will strive out of gratitude to obey God the best we can. But not that our obedience will merit any favor, anything to get us to heaven, to get us to God. It's not by our works. It's not by keeping the commandments. It's by faith alone in Christ alone, because he kept them completely. But we should still... I believe, strive to obey the commandments, and I do believe the second commandment applies to images of Christ. And if you've listened to this and you're not a believer, and you just heard me ranting about this, as passionate as I am about this, I hope that doesn't deter you, and God is sovereign over that. And I know and I pray that you come to Christ, that Jesus Christ, like I was just saying, lived a perfect life, completely obeying God the whole time, completely completely obeying all of the law. He died on the cross, a sinner, as if he broke even one of the commandments of God. That's how he died, because that's what our sin deserves. Even if we break one commandment, our sin deserves death. Our sin deserves hell, but Jesus took that punishment for us on the cross. He suffered hell on the cross for us. And when we turn and trust in him, we turn from trusting in our own ways, turn from trusting in our own merit, and completely rest in Christ, then we are forgiven. Then we are given heaven. We are given God forever. He adopts us as son. We are brothers and sisters together in the church, in the kingdom of God. And that's what I pray for you out there. So, and then we, I believe, will strive. We will want to, out of gratitude, 
out of out of coming to face to face with our guilt, being giving and seeing the grace of God, and then out of gratitude we will want to obey, knowing we won't do it completely. But we will, when we see error, we will correct it. When our brothers and sisters correct us, we will come in repentance and and come in faith and just trust in the Lord. So I pray, if you haven't done that, that you do that out there. Great interviews coming up. It won't be just me ranting on something I'm passionate about, but there's a lot of great interviews coming up on this show. I have one lined up I'm going to record tomorrow night, which would be... I say it tomorrow night. You don't even know what day I'm recording this. But there's there's just a lot of great... I hope you like the interview I did last week with the Happy Baptist. Continue to check him out on Twitter if you haven't followed him yet. Very encouraging person to follow. And I have a couple other Twitter people. I have some uh, uh, interview with a, a group of group of youngsters that I'm looking forward to doing and uh, picking their brains about the church and things like that. And I have a couple podcast guests that they have their own podcast that are coming up. So hopefully you'll be edified by those guests too. But until next time, I pray that you continue to seek the kingdom of God and find out what we are even doing here. Grace and peace. Drive safe, Grady. Grady.